This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. I want to read from Revelation chapter 5 verse 11. Revelation 5 11. And I beheld from night. And they sung, they sung a new song saying, Thou art worthy to take the book and to open the seals thereof. For thou wast slain and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation. You have redeemed us from every kindred, every tongue, every people. Why? What's that? And has made us unto God, kings and priests, and we shall reign on earth. Hallelujah. Can you shout that word again? Say kings and priests. He has redeemed us and he has made us kings and priests. Every Christian is a king and a priest. And you don't reign in heaven, you reign on earth. We shall reign. Everybody has an area to conquer. You have a field of assignments assigned to you by God. You have a place, a promised land, a place where you reign on behalf of Jesus Christ. And when we get to heaven, these are the questions that God will be asking saints. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ministry. That's, that's, so workers ministry started talking about this yesterday because we are starting a new quarter. I'm trying to pause from normal teaching to explain why we are in this church. Because they say when purpose is not known, abuse is inevitable. It's very important to understand why you are in a church and the kind of church that you are in. Every church has an assignment. And you function better when you understand the assignment of your church. Hallelujah. So what we are doing this morning is found in Habakkuk chapter 2. The Bible says, write the vision and make it plain that it may run that reads it. It said, for the vision is for an appointed time. At the end it shall speak. Though it tarries, it shall speak, it shall not tarry. The Bible is very funny. It says it tarries, it says it shall speak, it shall not tarry. Amen. Hallelujah. Sometimes you see those words in the Bible. They ask a person that was the name of your church. He said, El Shaddai shall not die ministry. <laughs> El Shaddai shall not die. That's a powerful church, right? <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> the vision is for an appointed time. So from time to time, it becomes necessary for a church to pause and explain and teach the people to understand why they are in the church. So let's read Matthew chapter 5 verse 14. Remember, we are kings and priests. And we reign on earth. Amen. You can't be truly satisfied if you have not found your assignment on earth. And Jesus Christ will not ask you many of the questions people think he will ask you. It's not concerned about the success that you have made in your career. Except your career is connected to your assignments. There are people whose Whatever they do in life, in the secular world, is their ministry, but not everybody. Somebody might be a doctor, 
and he might have a different assignment spiritually. But you see, everyone, even your field of endeavor, you are called to reign. There is something, and if this is not understood, you will not know that you are sent to where you are. And if you don't know that you are sent, you cannot carry the anointing and the authority. You will not. If Daniel did not know, we're going to read something about him. You must know that you are sent. You must know that the time is short. And you must know that that is the only question you are going to ask, answer when you see Jesus Christ. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Everyone that is born again will make it to heaven. But the rewards are not the same. The Bible says, for we shall all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. And we will be rewarded by what we have done in the flesh. Then Paul captured it another way again. That's 2 Corinthians chapter 5. Then later he said that everybody has to understand that your work will be tested by fire. And he said, if any man's work is burnt away, he himself will be saved, but it will be true fire also. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. See, this puts a responsibility on every Christian to understand. And so, I want to take you uh, into, I want, I want you to follow me on this journey. We just want to read something about David. I want to explain to you why this church. Are you following me? So you can understand. Say, I'm a man after God's heart. That's what, that's one of our slogans. That's one of, one of our statements. David, a man after God's heart. Now, can you truly say you are a man after God's heart? As the Lord conquered your hearts. And can you go to any length for Jesus Christ? Or there are areas that are still negotiable. <laughs> Have you made up your mind that you've laid all at the altar of Jesus Christ? That is whatever it says, his wish is your command. Whatever it directs, you follow. Whatever it says, you follow. Have you reached a point where that song has become a reality. You have conquered my heart. It's conquered. Your, your heart holds back nothing from Jesus Christ. This is the reason for our son of David. David and his men got there. They did not know Jesus Christ. But for the kingdom of Jehovah and for the anointing upon David, they were ready to risk anything. And maybe for some weeks now, by the grace of God, where David is interested. You know, some, I've told you, some people are very important. They, they are like... Um, in the spirit, or they are like icons. You talk about Adam before Smile, you talk about Noah, you talk about Abraham, you talk about David. Those people are very important. You talk about Moses. Those six guys are important in the New Testament. Then we can put Elijah there also. So that was why Elijah and Moses appeared to Jesus on the Mount of Transfiguration. Oh, very important. So at times, in understanding certain things, you have to, about God's dealings in people's life, you have to study these men that I've mentioned. Contrary to what people think, David operated beyond the law. Yeah. To the point that when they wanted to accuse Jesus Christ of healing on the Sabbath day, he quoted David as breaking the Sabbath, the first man to understand a revelation beyond the law. They called it only bread. The guy heard it. <laughs> and Jesus used that as a defense. That have you to read what David did? Jesus only made reference to a few people in the Old Testament. He did, I said before Abraham was, I am that I am. But then he spoke about David. And he said, so I am qualified to break the Sabbath because David broke it. 
And when Jesus was called by any, anybody, Jesus, son of David, nobody mentioned that name without Jesus stopping. Hallelujah. Let's read uh, Matthew 5. Thank you, Lord Jesus. From verse 14. I think I started this on Wednesday. Matthew 5. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Say to your neighbor, you are in for a great time. Tell your neighbor, Jesus needs you. Where you reign, he reigns. Where you are, he is there. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is an assembly of great and mighty people. Glory to God. And there is something, maybe I should. So the Bible says, you are the light of the world. Ah, can you look at yourself? Say, I'm the light. Not of my local government. <laughs> Not of my village. I'm the light of the world. That means whatever you do with this understanding will be a world class thing. I am not called to shine in Nigeria. See, this revelation. I told Tayo yesterday because I saw him at the I said, I want to talk to drama. What, what I'm leading the old church into. Because the Lord told me that's why we are revisiting the vision. That the time has come. I told that the Bible said the vision is for an appointed time. That the time has come for the fulfillment of the vision. So he, he said, train men to stand in their place because they will be tested. Hear me very well. This is why God will never trust a vessel. He loves you. He loves everybody. His love is unconditional. But his trust is conditional. He will never commit something precious into a vessel that is yet to be tested. It's impossible. God does. You will not even do as a pastor. Not, God will not commit something precious into your hands if you have not been tested. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Did you hear what I've just said now? Because where it's taking us to, it, it, will, it will test and for some people, it has started already. It will test. It will not lose you to the world. So it will test you. If God plans that in the next five years, your TV show beats every show on CNN, it will try you. That will not just fall like a bag of shit. And I will get to the preparation. But one of the things I mentioned on Wednesday, he told me to stress it again. Because if I get there now, in a way I'm going to share with you how to handle relationships and out of many things, I want to emphasize two. Because what happened in Daniel one night is about to happen to many people here, but you must understand how. When God opens a door and you don't know the etiquette, you don't know the principle, you don't know what guides the behavioral pattern in a palace, you will be there for a night at your house. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on the hill. That cannot. Wow. So even if I try to hide, I cannot. You are not just a man. You are a city. Isn't this powerful? You are not just a woman. You are a city. But then, next verse. Verse 16. We read this on Wednesday. This is the most important part. He said, let your light so shine. 
before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father that is in heaven. Mm. Let your light so shine. God has made you a light. But the degree of your shining depends on you. Did you hear that? So, immediately it says you are the light of the world. It transfers responsibility back to you. Let your light so shine. Because you can be halogen lights. You can be phone lights. Your mobile phone. That you know, <laughs> there is a light. There are lights that you can see 100 meters away. And there are lights that you cannot see even 2 meters away. So the Bible says, let your light. So what we want to look at is, so there's no doubt about the fact that we are called to shine. But how do I let my light so shine that men may see? There is a level of light that men will see and glorify your father. So let's read Isaiah 60. I read something there. Are you following me? See, this is interesting. I am, so I want to read about David, but I'm trying to lay the foundation. Because I want everybody in this church to understand why we are here. Otherwise, we will not be able to function as we should. As I look at you, I see a people that nothing is impossible for. Shout a living amen. amen. Light of the world. Let your light so shine. Now look at this. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. Darkness shall cover the Algon, and gross darkness the people. But the Lord shall rise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Verse 2 is where I'm going. Gentiles will come to off. What's the next word there? There is a dimension of light. There is a level of light. There is a degree that what it compels are the Gentiles. There is a higher level of shining that compels kings. Did you hear that? Hallelujah. So there is a way you shine and Gentiles will see. There is a way you shine and kings prophetically for the church, for this church. This is the season of all of you meeting kings. That's why we are sharing this. Are you following me? Kings will come to the brightness. When it comes to kings, it has to be very bright. Not just a light. A very bright light. We compel kings to come. Daniel 1.9 Are you following me? Praise the Lord. Oh dear Lord Jesus. I'm not even touching David at all. <laughs> okay. You know the beginning of the story. Let's start from verse 8. Um, but Daniel proposed in his heart that he would not defile himself with the portion of the king's meat. Nor with the wine which he drank. Therefore he requested of the prince of Enoch that he might not defile himself. Now it's a warning that we must keep. In the sense that uh, don't let a man pollute what God is doing in your life by bowing to men and by choosing the ways of the people of this world. So Daniel said, excuse me. Because when Jehovah moves, he alone must gain all the glory. And when mortal men put their hand to help you wrongly, not that you will not receive air from men, but it has to be orchestrated by God. 
Are you getting what I'm saying? Because definitely it's going to use men. But not at the expense of your soul. Now, the Bible says, but Daniel, verse 9, verse 9. Now, God had brought Daniel into favor and tender love. Now, this prince of Enoch was not a Jew, was not what we call today a Christian. They were Jews then. But he loved Daniel. It is true that it might not matter who doesn't like you. But it certainly does matter who loves you. Are you following me? It is also true. There are what they call gatekeeper or people, principalities, people occupy places. There are some that God will move away when his people are about to pass. God will not move some. He will just make them like you. So you will pass through them. You will always make the likes of Cyrus a pagan king. They will not be moved, but they will fulfill God's purpose in your life. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, Daniel was about to make a request that was very dangerous. And except some protocols are collapsed for you, your speed will be limited in life. Are you getting what I'm saying? So, this guy, Daniel wanted to ask him. The king had told him that this is what they should eat. Kings in those days were like gods. He could behead the guy for disobeying. So Daniel's request was to put the guy's life at risk. He said, but Daniel said, can you test us for 10 days? And the Bible says, the guy said, no problem. But before Daniel made that request, God had given Daniel favor so that the guy would risk his own head satisfying the request of Daniel. Hallelujah. The Bible says God had brought. So it was God that did it. Daniel was not trying to satisfy the man and do things in the open like people do eye service so that the boss will like them. That's one we collapse with time. He said, but it was God. I speak to all of you. The favor of God is on you. People will do amazing things for you and their reason will just be, I just like you. Even some that people call terrible men. When it comes to you, he will just say, Hallelujah. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. And I'm talking about the kings of this world. Because they are coming to the brightness of your rising. But there are a few things you must understand. So I will talk about one today. Every Christian must understand how to handle relationships. And the reason why I'm saying this is that God is bringing you into a relationship with great and mighty people. And you must understand. I will emphasize two because they are very important. One of such, when it comes to any kind of relationship, even marriage, friendship, or whatever, there are basic rules. There are rules of engagement. There are rules that you must follow. And they are very important. You cannot maximize relationship with a friend, with a senior person, or with a spouse or people if you don't understand these things. They are broad. Some say seven, some say ten. But I will just tell you, 
But I want to emphasize two, among others. One of it is that you must learn to forgive and accept. There's no way that you will come close enough and you won't see something that will offend you. Ability to accept a person, whether your boss, your friend, or whatever, to forgive in advance and accept that there will be points of differences. If you don't know how to undo that, you are going to have a problem. Are you following me? So, forgive, being able to forgive, you'll do the same thing with your parents. You must learn to forgive and accept that I don't like this area and this person's life, but I have accepted the person. Another one is the fact that you must learn to cover nakedness. Your eyes will say things and you are not permitted to share. Gossip will wreck a relationship. Any kind of relationship. Or called disloyalty will. Then competition. There is a big difference between competition and challenge. Hallelujah. Competition comes from the negative mind. Challenge. If, you, if somebody is challenging you, most likely you will first of all commend the person. Oh, P. Josh, so you can... Ah, in one year, you were able to do five certifications. Wow. That's great. You've encouraged me. I'm going to do the same thing. That's a challenge. I am first of all openly acknowledging that I'm doing it. He has inspired me. Competition. We annoy you that he has five certifications. When they are talking about just be like, okay, okay, okay well, what did they do? Kilo what are they talking about? If not for the fact that <laughs> I would have done 13. Then you go back home and start working to surpass him. Did you see that? You are so the two of them are doing the same thing. They go to register for exams, but one is doing it out of encouragement as a challenge. One is doing it out of bitter rivalry. Are you, are you following me? But see, two most important that are very, very important. Number one is that you must not take advantage of the other person, which equals the person must not be your source. And that is very, very powerful. And the second one that is very powerful is that there must be something you must bring to the table also. It must not be a one-sided thing. Whether you are a messenger and the king, you must be the type of messenger that you are irreplaceable. You know there are drivers like that. That the boss can never get any other driver. They have come into that family. My, before my father built his own house, our landlords were very small. The landlords would have a driver like that. When he died, they wheeled part of his stuff to that guy. He couldn't do anything without the guy. Even my father started liking the guy. Very responsible. He told them in the office, he was director of Nepal for the whole of Guste, Guste, that don't change this man. There must be something. Daniel interpreted the dreams. So the king couldn't do without him. Joseph did the same thing. They were promoted by this man, but there was something they had to offer. No matter your position, and we talk about this another day, wherever you are, you are the secretary. When there are kings around you for you to serve, there must be something that the king knows that only you can offer. It is true. Praise the Lord. But I won't go fully into that today. The second one, which I mentioned, is the fact that... What, what did I say about that? Um, no, no, no. I was talking... I mentioned... I, 
I said, don't take advantage. Thank you. Sorry, just went. That's that is, and I said that will lead to understanding the fact that that person is not your source. I dwelt on this on Wednesday. He's asking me to share this because things are going to happen. Can you go to a man's house and he just bought 17 cars and you have house rent to pay and you will not dare mention it? Can, because a time comes, God makes great and mighty people to be your friend before you ascend to that level yourself. You understand? So David came to serve in the palace. Eventually, he sat on that throne. Why you come in contact with these people? And this is where saints, there are churches or there are ministers who have met a wealthy person. God opened a door for them to meet somebody in authority and all the problems of the church, they transfer. <laughs> you remember then, I don't want to mention his name. Okay, I would say PK took somebody to Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, a pastor who said he just wanted to be Pastor Taiwo. In five minutes of meeting Pastor Taiwo, he had told Pastor Taiwo all the problems of his church. The keyboard in there to buy, the drum set in there to buy, and Pastor Taiwo wrote him the chair. But you see, that would be the end of that relationship. Can God bring you to a friend, even in the same church, and you go to his house, and he has just bought a Jeep, and you don't have money? And you are not going to put your need on him. Can you bless a car and not say, Lord, remember those of us who are still trusting you? <laughs> Why pray over the car? Are you following me? This is where real Christianity is. Believers taking advantage of other believers, are, it has made Christians to hide from themselves. Can you go to people's house and see how wealthy they are and you are not moved? If you don't get to this dimension, there are people God will not allow you to access because I'm going to put you on it. But you need to know they are not your source. God is your source. And I told them on Wednesday. You think they don't know? Your friend knows that you live in one room BQ or you live in face by face you and he's a multi-millionaire. I have seen this happen before. And he comes to visit you, he packs his jeep and he sits down with you there talking. You think he doesn't know that you have need. Sometimes you have been tested. The moment you start talking about your need, it shows that you are in that relationship to get something. Can you tell a person, I am here for you, not for what you have? Can I hear me? Are you following me? I am here for you, not for what you have. I am your friend. I love you. Not that I love what you have, even though I know you have many things. Are you following me? Praise the Lord. So somebody might watch you for a while. And let me tell you the truth. Those who understand the seasons of God and the dealings of God are not always quick to respond. At times, there is a lesson God is trying to teach you. If you don't learn it and somebody is helping you, when you learn that lesson, you become extremely rich. If you don't learn it and somebody gives you money, the person is killing you. Because with little, little help, you will never learn it. So you continue to manage. Not knowing that God has not called you to money. If you understand what he says, you go to the highest level. I get what I'm saying. That is why don't interrupt God's dealing in people's life. It's hard for people to know that as believers, we have to, that's why I say, I prefer to transfer money to welfare. And so they can help me interview people they want to give it to. Because naturally, I'm very massive. Honestly, I tend to give. I'm, 
I say this by the grace of God. Every week I give out to people, and many of, many of you know you, you know very well. Every now and then. Praise the Lord. If I buy a new shirt, I will give out two old shirts. You can, those who are very close to me, they know very well. Every month I bring bags of nylon, and then when people give me several things, at times I give out two or three. It's not everything I'm giving that I use. After how many can you use? Are you following me? But sincerely speaking, you can interrupt God's dealing by trying to play God in people. God in people. Thank God Daniel understood this. Because with all the love Cyrus had for him, Cyrus got to a situation where he could not even help Daniel. When those guys set him up not to make a request for 30 days, and they made the king to sign. He did not know what he was signing. When he finished signing it and he saw that Daniel was the plan, the Bible said the king labored from morning till evening. He was reading the culture to see a loophole that he could explore, explore to set Daniel, Daniel free. Wicked men are wicked. And as he was doing that, the men gathered in him and said, okay, we know what you are trying to do. They thought that you've been in libraries since morning. You are trying to read to find a law that will help you bail out down there. said, you don't do it. said, the law made them patient does not change. Ah! The king called Daniel. Can you imagine? As he was sending him to the jail, to the den of the lion, I'm sure he did it with tears. And he said, so he said, may your God. Meaning that said, this is beyond me. My hands are tied. He said, this is beyond me. When God sends people into your life and you make them your source, he will allow a situation to come that the people cannot solve to prove to you that they are not God. There is only one God. Others are just men. This is why when people marry for money and marry for money like that, he must sponsor me everything. It will turn to pain later. Because you cannot make a man your source. A man is a man at his best. Any small thing, there's somebody you call to help you, help you. Oh, don't learn in a hard way. God is your source, but uses men. So if you ask somebody for somebody, he says, no, no, I can't give. You are not bothered and you are not angry with the person, knowing that God can use any other person. Did you get that? This is one of the things that those who are coming to relationship with great people must understand. The one I will talk about later is Communication. But the Bible says that if, if you have a pure heart and if you know how to communicate, kings will be your friend. It's in Proverbs. I think Proverbs 22 or so. If you know, I will look for the scripture. If you know, say kings will be your friend. That's part of knowing how to talk. All of you listening to must develop this thing. Now, I am telling you prophetically, you have entered the season where kings are coming to your life. Pay attention to what I've shared. Before we go fully into David, and that's why I'm sharing this, because for some it will begin to happen this week, and you must understand how not to use your hand to shut the door that God has opened. Hallelujah. Communication will help you to know David refused to do that with Saul. Everybody listening to me, you must understand this. As he was playing for the guy, he recognized occasionally evil spirit was coming upon the guy. But that wasn't still going to be a factor. Ordinary cutting is kept. The Bible says his heart smote him. And this is not common nowadays. The most arrogant generation ever is our generation. I, am, I don't think any generation has ever lived on the face of the earth as arrogant as people in our generation. It's part of us. And we are the laziest of all. 
If you watch epic movies, they used to cry for not being allowed to go to battle. If I ask how many people... <laughs> it was a honor, a great honor then to die in battle. Nowadays, you first of all begin your debate that, sorry, which country are we fighting for now? <laughs> you, you understand? Watch epic movies and read stories of men who will die gladly for their country. If you were 17 then and everybody went to war, you were left alone, you could commit suicide. If they didn't allow you to go to war. It was an embarrassment that my nation went to fight and I stayed back. But now you look how to remove your name <laughs> from <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Is someone blessed this morning? Great things are coming from your life. Amen. First Chronicles 12 22. Then first Samuel chapter 22. So give us first Chronicles first. First Chronicles, yeah. For at that time there came day by day. Let's start from 9. Thank you. From verse 9. Verse 10. 11. Okay, still the name. 12. These are the sons, okay, of the captain of hosts. One of the least over a hundred and the greatest over a thousand. Next verse. These are they that went over Jordan in the first month. It had overflowed its banks and they put to flight all the armies. Go on. And they came the children of Benjamin to David to hold on to David. Verse 7, verse 17. And David went out to meet them. Now go to verse 22. Thank you, Lord Jesus. For at that time, day by day, there came to David to help him until... Can we read the last word together? There can be a formation that looks like angelic formation. Great people are rising in this church. First Samuel 22. Please note that word. If your Bible is yours and it's not a tab, underline that word. There came to David every day until he became like the host of God. And I'll give a warning as I close this. First Samuel 22. First Samuel 22. Verse 1, please. First Samuel 22, verse 1. First Samuel 22, verse 1. David therefore departed and came to the cave of Adullam. And when his brethren, everybody say number one, and all his father's house, say number two, verse two, and everyone that was in distress, say number three, everyone that was in death, everyone that was discontented, gathered themselves. Now, if you read later, these were the men who became mighty men of David. Something happens to a Christian that opens his heart to the word of God. They came as disgruntled fellow, debtors. And the Bible says, years after, they became, but two things happened. Where we read earlier, please pay attention, it's a kind of Bible study, it's not a free flow kind of preaching. Where we read earlier, the Bible said that every day men were coming to David until he became a mighty host. And some of the men that came to him were trained men. Now, this is one. It's hard for me to say as a pastor, but I have seen what the Lord is doing. And I have to give a warning. The Lord does not wait for a man forever. God has an agenda. When he sets his plan in motion, he is very patient with people. 
But if you don't get it enough, he imports other people to fulfill his will. These soldiers were with David. They became 600 when he was in the wilderness. But when he was about to go to palace, experts are to join. If you read that first, uh, first Chronicles 12, all those men who came to join David were already trained. They were not part of the people that came at the beginning. Now, towards the end of his life, they listed the mighty men. Combination of the two. Some mighty men came from those who had been with him from the beginning and some mighty men came from those who joined him later. Because the formation in the palace must be different from that of the wilderness. And the Bible said that the men that came to join were already trained. That's why I am sharing this with you. Listen to me. If God has said, as a church, some of us will rise and have a TV station that beats CNN. If God has said some of us will rise and take sports, because the whole idea, the statement of HOD is found in Isaiah chapter 2 and Micah chapter 4, the same scripture, the only time or one of the few times that you see a prophecy repeated word for word in the Bible, Isaiah 2 and Micah 4, they have the same thing, verses 1 to 4, it shall come to pass that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established on top of the mountains and exalted above all hills and all nations. The day I shared with you about seven mountains, there are mountains. There is a mountain of entertainment. That's why I say I want to talk to people in drama. There is a mountain of industry, of, of business. There is a mountain of politics. And the Bible said the mountain of the house of God shall be established. What does this mean? Christians will be so anointed and be so skillful and be so excellent that what is coming from them will overshadow all other mountains. So, this is why he started that way and he was telling you at Workers' Meeting yesterday also, if you are making here, hairdresser as a Christian, begin to think, have a global mentality and have a mentality of the kingdom. I am here as a sent one. I am not making ear to make business. I'm not doing people's ear to make business. I am, this is my sphere of influence. This is the mountain I conquer where Jesus reigns. So I will do it so well. And it will be so magnificent that all over the world, they will know. When you talk about fashion, there are tailors on this street. But you talk about Versace. And this, this is the sad thing. I want to stop here, but this tears me apart. Most of the people sit upon these mountains as satanists. And they don't recognize Jesus Christ. It's not a hidden thing again. CNN has made it more or less. They are anti-anything Christ. And they, so now they are supporting people. On the other side. They will do that. This is why no matter how many Christians are killed in Nigeria, they will not talk about it. Don't expect it to make news. But when they shoot 50 people somewhere, they will run it for one week. It's a deliberate thing. We cannot get angry. What are we doing? Christians are still at the area of debating tithes. Debating whether they should give. Because their heart is yet to be conquered. Forget about doctrine. Can you go to any length for God? And are you still holding back anything from God? This is, this is very important. When you understand what I'm telling you now, you dare not wake up again and not pray. You still think it's about praying for your need or something. That's why when you know you're an ambassador, how will your shop not prosper if you are conscious of the fact that you are sent into this business? I open this shop in the name of the Lord today. The name of Jesus has taken this shop. So it's not about profit. And people who think like this can give anything to God. 
Go and read the church in the wilderness. Moses called for an offering. They had overflow. That is it. They were slaves. And they gave more than enough. Who gave them the gold? The Egyptians when they were living. And they gave for the building of the temple of God. God is calling Christians to rise above mundane things. And you know, so let Jesus conquer your hearts. You wake up in the morning. You know you have to pray because the kingdom is at stake. 700 shops around you. And you are meditating on this one that the mountain of the house of the Lord shall be established on top of all the mountains. This cannot be one of the shops. It must stand out for the name of God. That I might be the best way to evangelize is to evangelize in your field. That's the best way. And to have a voice in your field, you must have results. We are in a world where people don't want explanation. Have you noticed that children don't say to daddy and mommy again, I want to be a doctor, I want to be a lawyer? We have found out that those things don't... Because they said that when professionals were ruling the world, but now people want money. I'm thinking of how my son will be registered in Pepsi Academy and start playing football. Because if he joins Chelsea and they pay him, sign him a contract of $50 million or pounds. <laughs> I will call any time myself. Oh yeah, come and pay to the church. <laughs> you, you, you understand what I'm saying? Look, you, you understand what I'm saying? These people are popular and something has to happen. This fight is going on and saints don't know. There are many of you listening to me immediately after this service. You will need to go and add to your degree. Take your... It's no more about you. You are representing... This will build purity naturally in you. You just can't do so. You, you, you can't sit down and be having silly gist with people. Time is running. You are set. And you are, you are conscious of the fact that God can call you to reach one million. You might die reaching just 5,000. So he said, let your light so shine. Let your light so shine. So you, you do laundry. How far will this go? In the morning, you sit on your business. These are the, the contemplations of your heart. And you are praying in tongues. I, I am not just trying to do this so that I can buy a car or build a house. If you think higher thoughts, lower things are included. Yes. Was it BMW or Benz? The best product they make, they customized it and made it for um, Nelson Mandela. BMW. They put his name and the kind that nobody can have. All the freedom fighters who have been arrested before, when they finally win, wealth is their list. They work on it. It follows purpose. It does. When a man finds his purpose in life and he lives for it, Wealth will be the least of his problem. That's the truth. Are you following me? People get angry the person is a pastor. Any field, any field, any field at all, if you live for a purpose, there is a reason. Once you say, I want to start business because I need money, you are out already. It's not even kingdom-like. But, but if you think that I want to solve this problem, my majority sat down one day. Those people could control anything. He got angry about the oppression of his people. Once you live for a purpose, money will never be a problem. It's always like that. So somebody can say, I just want to open this business to the end that this and this and this might happen to people in this nation. I don't like the way our education is. I will open a school and this school will teach this and this. That one will eventually have more money than the one opening school and looking for money. 
Because when you don't really care about people, after a while they will know. Are you following me? Let's stop running after what to get. Let's start running for the kingdom. Have you heard me today? This is where the Lord is taking us to as a church. Shall we rise? Sorry, I took more than enough time today. I, 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 I must. Glory to God. Amen. Amen. Our prayer meetings now will be following this order. We'll be praying that God should, the anointing should raise each man to have speed in this area. Speed. And the speed is on you. Those who work in corporate places on common promotion. You heard it from Pastor Blessing because you must sit at that top where policies are being made. And you must make you must make policies for Jesus Christ. You must have results. You must have results. Hallelujah. Yesterday, at your last stop, you heard what Pastor Alex was saying. Shalas Uncle. It's one of the best architects in the Bible, and it's Pastor of Stone Church. And he said, when I go for business with government, it doesn't matter the government, anybody giving the architectural stuff to do. He tells us, shall we pray? It's an expert. They have to listen to him. I told them, shall ask father, let senior daughters to Christ. When I say younger daughter, they did not know what to do about somebody to, to be operated. He said, can, he said, excuse me, sir, I know I'm a younger daughter. I not just go to my office and pray for one hour. When I come out, I will tell you how to operate this person. And he did. Yes. Pastor Boy told me the story because Pastor Boy's father was involved. Pastor Boy's father and mother, the professor, and that time they taught Shola's father in school. They were teaching him. And the father said that he did one thing and he shocked them. It's amazing. The word had, our word has no space for anybody without results. Don't look around for who to beg or anything. This is how to sit down and find out what is my assignment? Why am I here? And how does it affect what I'm doing right now? It's time to move. Everybody here, you are either already doing something that is of kingdom, but you don't know, or it's not far from you. When we leave this place today, go pray. There is a reason why you are being promoted. There is a reason why you are in the office where you are. There's a reason. Kingdom. 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 Hallelujah. Kingdom. Glory to God. Father, will bless your name. We give you praise. We worship you. We bless your name. We adore you. Thank you for your word. In Jesus' name. Let's give our offering. Thank you, Father. Sorry I took time today. I started very late because I was in traffic. God help Lagos Impact Expressway. They need to expand the road more. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Is someone blessed this morning? Hallelujah. Can you shout those two words again? I'm a king and a priest. Say it again. No, say it with confidence. Hallelujah. Where's your crown? Say to your neighbor, is the anointing. Is the anointing. Thank you for listening to the teaching. We believe you have been blessed. Worship with us at David's Court, number 25 Mojidi Street, off Touring Street, Ikeja, Lagos. On Sundays, our first service starts by 8 a.m. and our second service by 10 a.m. While our midweek service starts by 7 p.m. on Wednesdays. Go and do great things. God bless you.